If you had Easter, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the one where he's a baby or the one where he dies? That's the one where he dies. All right. If a guy dies, yes, like miraculously, mm. like not miraculously dies. Well, it's not. It's not really miraculous when you're nailed to a cross with people throwing stones at you. Yeah, that's a fat bummer. But then three days later, he's like, "Lol, joke, <laughs> respawn." Mm. Good Friday is uh, is so close to April Fool's Day this year. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the original Good Friday may have been uh, April first, and then <gasps> it's just the longest drawn out April Fool's joke ever, where he's just come back <laughs> and just like, oh, 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 suckers. I'm, I'm kind of upset that we've mentioned that on the podcast because there's a there's a fantastic little short story in there where like. God gets crucified, oh God, Jesus, whatever, you know. Same the, thing. The hippie bloke. If you're a Catholic. He gets crucified mm-hmm. and then three days later he's like, oh, I was resurrected for real. And like our society is built on the understanding that sort of Easter came out of that because it's all like miraculous and stuff. But imagine if it was all a misunderstanding and he was just the original April Fool. I like it. <laughs> and it was just a big piss take. It doesn't matter that we've mentioned it on here. That qualifies as prior art. So Th- that's right. You've effectively copyrighted that story before you've even written it. I no longer Boom. Have. Get to it, son. <laughs> now the endorphin rush of having come up with the idea that replaces any ability to get around <laughs> to doing it. I quite like that idea where he's just like, oh, no, I was just joking. And people are like, no, nah, we've decided that um, you're the son of God. Because they didn't want to admit their own foolishness. They're like, geez, we are going to look like grade A goons. <laughs> That's right. We put a fucking rock in front of the cave for days. And he's just like, he's just been he's in just there. hanging out at the local Starbucks. <laughs> he's just practising pulling playing cards out of his uh, sleeves of his smock. Had to go on a business trip, guys. <laughs> just escaped on a donkey. Where'd the fucking bunny come from? I don't know. How do we get from a dude? I think it's a German thing. How do we get from stigmata to bunnies? And a bunny that has eggs. It's very strange. It is. And look, I'm glad that you've gone on to the subject <laughs> of eggs because I'm, I'm in a mood. Shit. Now, we don't have seatbelts on the level 30 chairs, but maybe we should get one on yours because you're going to need to strap yourself in some. All right, hang on. Now, for our upcoming segment, JT Egg Rage. You will love this. You will absolutely love this because it's a topic we've covered before. But there is outrage, pandemonium in the community (laughs) because there are a bunch of Easter eggs that are starting to appear that are, wait for it, wait for it, halal certified. (laughs) And people are like, not on my Easter, not with my Christ. (laughs) Terror eggs. So they're, they're completely upset for the usual halal reasons of, it funds terrorism. Yeah. But the other argument that's going around is, oh, but Muslims don't have Easter, so why do they need halal Easter eggs? Holy shit, really? To which I say, let's just put your terrorism aside. <laughs> well, let's not. Let's not even put it aside. Let's assume for a moment that halal certification does fund terrorism. Let me ask okay. you this. I'll allow it. Stefan Delatovic. <laughs> Judge Stefan. Who's the bigger monster here? ISIS or the people that don't want little Muslim children to eat chocolate eggs. <laughs> Bastards, I say. They threaten our way of life and they've broken it because we're not good people anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I'm all for, I'm on the, on the record as ban all religion, yeah. like, just hands down. <laughs> yeah. Me and John Lennon, same page, visionaries. Let's not mince words. <laughs> Imagine there's no heaven. Here's what I'm going to do, right? <laughs> Because I'm, a fa- I, I I'm have, listening. I have the smoothie for dinner, right? Because yep. I'm, 
when I when I sort of work out in the afternoon and I'm not super hungry afterwards, but I know I need to get a bunch of goodness into the body to refuel the muscle machine <laughs> Very that exists under these scrubs. <laughs> what I noticed tonight is the orange juice that I put in my smoothie. It's delicious. Yep. And I buy it because it's made from all Australian oranges and I'm a big buy the local stuff where you can. Indeed. And Aust- it's all- Australia, it's grouse. It is. If you don't like it, put a singlet on and leave. <laughs> Because it's made from all Australian oranges mm-hmm. is, uh, is, and it's organic, pesticide-free, which nice. is good. Don't want to put extra chemicals into the body. Chemicals? No, thanks, Sunny Jim. Ex- I don't want to be loot and plunder. No, you don't. <laughs> so, yeah, organic. Although you would have a fierce green suit. I would. Which is made out of a dead animal. So, yeah, maybe yeah. not so great. Swings and roundabouts. You could have pulled off loot and plunder with your teenage <laughs> ponytail. <laughs> I could have done a lot of oh, things man. with that ponytail. If we build a time machine, we have to go back and do Halloween. There's a photo of us at a, a dress-up thing as kids where I'm dressed as a summer vampire. And I'm dressed as a pirate. Yeah. It's a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. Summer vampire is just a polite way of saying I wanted to dress as a vampire and I insisted to my mum that I wanted to wear like the whole three-piece suit with a cape and she was like, fuck it, it's 45 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so she bought me a, like a white shirt and ripped the arms off. So my orange juice. Yes, organic. Organic. But like guess what? Paleo even. Guess what? If that, I don't know what that is. Certified organic. What? Which means that you pay a fee. And this, is, and this only occurred to me tonight mm. that certified organic is actually a thing and you have to go through a process similar to certified halal. Yeah. I would point out that Easter eggs are inherently halal because Shit. they're friggin' Easter eggs. <laughs> they're made out of chocolate. They're not steak Easter eggs. <laughs> Wait, you just blew my mind. Or porkster eggs. Porkster eggs is, well, you just made a million dollars, They're just son. chocolate. <laughs> yeah. They're just chocolate. Yeah. So they're just intrinsically halal. But I thought... I don't I'll even reckon the certification process is anything. People look at the evidence, yep, no, nah, it's, yeah. it's chocolate. Of course it, it is. It's just over the phone. Hi, can I get halal certification for my chocolate Easter eggs? Yeah, what's in them? Oh, just air. But <laughs> it, it probably smells like chocolate. Uh, is, is there a pig in there? Nah. Yeah, you sweet. <laughs> uh, I'll send you a rubber stamp in the mail that Pretty says halal and a big, a big tick. Please send us a check for a million dollars made out to ISIS. Care <laughs> of. No, that's not what happens. No, I don't. Uh, oh, man. I am starting a terrorist organisation. All right. This has taken a bit it's of a turn. It's Easter's, Easter's different this year. I've put a little bit of thought into this. It's going to be called the Organic People's Militia <laughs> in support of the drone uprising. <laughs> And all of the – what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into whatever the organisation is that does the certified organic food in Australia. Yeah, man. And I'm going to get on that. And then people are going to go, every time you drink organic orange juice, you're funding terrorism. <laughs> Take organic food off the shelves now. Are you, you going to be a terrorism? Yeah. So you're going to, like, blow people up and well, stuff? No. Well, yeah, sort of. I, like I said, I'm in support of the drone uprising and so are the rest of the organic people's militia. You're going to just let drones loose and if people die, that's not your fault because uh, you're just the, you're yes. the backup. I'm a little bit like loot and plunder. Is there a way – and look, there's a lot of people in Australia – there are. Who sub- yes, it's a big nation. That's right. Who subscribe to this weird theory that halal is somehow nefarious. This is not just an Australian thing either. I've read the Wikipedia article. This is a worldwide <laughs> phenomenon. Research achieved. Indeed. Is there a way to read it as not stupid racists? 
No. In fact, I toyed with the idea of doing my first bit of Wikipedia vandalism tonight <laughs> while I was waiting for yeah, you. Dumb butts, stupid butts. I read this and it said, you know, some people believe that, you know, halal food goes to fund terrorism and I was mm-hmm. just going to edit the page and write, but those people are fucking nuts. <laughs> Screen cap it, life achieves. Boom. I mean, it's tough because... The like we talk about a fucking comic book cover, and the general thesis is that things are always more complicated than they appear. Right? Yes, and that was a very loud yes. And like terrorism is fucking tough, and like Islam is is tough, and it's all very scary. And it's another one of these conversations which is all polarized. Like uh, if you sit quietly in a room and just whisper into a paper bag, like, oh look. Uh, Muslims aren't terrorists, but, you know, the Islamic faith seems to have some problem with the way that women are treated or something. Like, a fucking right-wing person will rappel in through your window, <laughs> throwing a gas canister which has written on it, correct, all Muslims are terrorists, and then a left-wing person will smash in from the other window and say, you're racist! <laughs> I've probably broken the microphone. But you know what I mean? Like, it's... It's a nuanced, complicated problem of our age. It like, is. It's very hard. So keep it out of our Easter eggs. That's right. So it shits me because I keep looking at this halal thing going, there must be a nuanced explanation for this nah. that explains nah. why. Like, I must be nah. missing something. Nah. But it's, You've got it all. <laughs> it's just people. You're like somebody in a shampoo ad. You've got it all. That Facebook page about Broken Hill where everyone shouts all the time. Yes. They had a, a picture in it the other day. Of like, here's brands to avoid because they're halal certified. And it's like mm. all these Cabri things and stuff. Uh-oh. So it's like... On the eggs. These tiny little country towns that... I, I, I don't think Broken Hill's at a risk of terrorism. Probably not. Have I told you my anthrax story about Broken Hill? No. When I was working at the newspaper... <laughs> yes. Shortly after September 11. Ooh. You remember that was like September 11, which, look... Fucking five-star mega shit. Like, it was not fun. It was not. No one looked at September 11 it and gave it a actually ruined up. my birthday party that year. Because <laughs> I had a birthday party with some uni friends on yep. September the 12th. Jesus. And then it was just a bit of a downer. It wow. wasn't much of a celebratory lunch. It looks Everyone like... Everyone was just super bummed out. It's fine, because I've read a lot about September 11, but every article I've read up until now has underestimated the number of victims by one. <laughs> Well, I shall have my revenge once the organic people's militia in support of the drone <laughs> uprising takes hold of the world. What's the acronym for that? Well, I do, there isn't one. It's, uh, hang on, I've written it down. Top <laughs> Misdo. Top Misdo. Like our Facebook page. I haven't set it up yet. But you what know- if that, what if, what if the organic people's militia in support of the drone uprising. Yeah. See, I don't need an acronym because I can say it so fast. Exactly. What if it gets more likes than level 30, which has only got 186? We can cross post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's some social media strategy for I, you. I fully support this plan. Does that mean that you will start a narrative that will convince people that orange juice is funding terrorism and then like orange, after they... Orange after juice, th- organic orange juice yeah. is funding the drone uprising. And when people get to the fever pitch, you'll come in and go, listen to level 30. <laughs> <laughs> and then wonder April why. Fools, it's all just been an elaborate podcast <laughs> publicity stunt. Just like Easter that time. But you know, so September 11th. second coming. <laughs> I know we're having a bit of a, a yuck fest, 
But I want to keep talking about September 11. Oh. You remember that happens? You know how at the start I said <laughs> we need to be funny tonight because the last couple have been a little bit dark? Yeah. Right, continue talking about one of the greatest terror attacks in recent memory. <laughs> Sorry. But and then after that, there was all this anthrax stuff. Yes. Like people were sending anthrax to the White House and stuff. It was stuff. mostly just talcum powder. I got called to – it was more than one – did you get called Story. to the White House Convention Center in Broken Hill? <laughs> I got called to multiple anthrax scares mm. in Broken Hill. Was just I, Tembi's pharmacy which where someone had knocked over the town? I don't need to remind you, but it's a bit of a small town in the in the middle of Australia. Yes, it's it's not a huge terror target. Look, it wouldn't be an, a, an, a very effective target. Let's say no. if you were going to take something out, if you were gonna, oh, you know what we should do. We should nail a population centre that's only got 19,000 people. Yeah. That'll learn them. Make sure it's so isolated that we can't even really get footage out. Yeah. What if we? they've got a big clock there? <laughs> what if we flew a plane into that? See, and this was the thing. We did you try to hijack a Rex plane, it'd be 10 hours <laughs> too late to make the attack. A Rex plane weighs seven kilos. <laughs> <laughs> And by the time made it, of paper. By the time it gets to Broken Hill, it's got four grams of fuel left in it. Like it would just lightly bump into the clock and then drift to the ground. And people would go, Oh, I've had to step slightly to the left. People would still be queuing up across the intersection <laughs> in Argent Street. Well, I mean that that plane's a bit rude. It's taken up four car spots. I don't want to have to park around the block. I got this call. The photographer and I went to this house. The firefighters called us because they'd been called to a an incident. Yep. They were putting on the fully encapsulated suits, like the oh, outbreak yeah, suits in yeah. the street. The ET suits. And so I'm like, I'll just rock up in my like uh, fatness and my <laughs> notepad and just be like, what's happening, guys? And they're like, oh, we've had a, a call. Someone's worried about anthrax. The firefighters there. The problem is as soon as you say like anthrax, they have to do all the stuff. They have to follow the procedure. So they've like it's... Bloody middle of summer. You can't run the risk. Hot as buggery. The guy, they're, they're suiting up to go inside and stuff. The, yep. the woman who's called them is out in the street with them and being interviewed by the police. The firefighters in the background, they're putting on these big suits. They're setting up these elaborate shower mechanisms. Should have got your mum to make a summer hazmat <laughs> suit for them. <laughs> well, it's a callback. Uh, so they're setting up this elaborate um, shower mechanism so that when yep. they come out, they can rinse down their suits and stuff. Mm. And I'm standing next to the police while they interview this woman and they're like, so what happened? She's like, oh, I went to the plaza mm. uh, and I bought some paper and I opened up uh, the paper and there was a bit of white powder in there. And I thought, that's anthrax. To- toilet paper? So th- no, like reflex office oh, okay, paper. Oh, like a ream of A4 paper. Yeah, right. you know how when you buy a ream of paper, it's always got a bit of powder in there? Yeah. Yeah, so that's anthrax. So she's like, oh. <laughs> I'm really worried. Just for the listeners, that's not actually anthrax. <laughs> she's like, yeah, so I thought that was anthrax. And the police like, oh, okay, no worries. Uh, what made you think it was anthrax? Uh, and she's like, oh, it tasted really weird. <laughs> <laughs> no. She and just put, she just put it in a mess. And I don't know if my brain has uh, amped this up to be more hilarious, but in my in the in the mind's eye of my memory, I'm looking at the pol- I'm looking I'm standing next to the policeman, and he's like, "What made you think it was anthrax?" She's like, "Tasted really weird," and I just see him. Like, flick closed his notepad, <laughs> and I can see all the firefighters pause for a second, 
and just start getting out of the <laughs> They're all like, yeah, fuck it. We're just going to go home. And she's like, no, but what if it is? And they're like, if you've eaten it and you're not dead, dead. <laughs> we're legit. Everything's fine. The firefighters would have been bummed that they didn't even get to use the portable shower thing. <laughs> Well, once you've Sappy rigged rack. it all up, you know, it's like you doing a slip and slide at home and then having to go in and do your sums. So, I mean, I don't know if, that, I don't know if the moral is that terrorism works because <laughs> Jesus. people in the middle of effectively nowhere at no risk are like, I've been anthraxed. Or is the moral of the story like, fucking wake up to yourself? Fear-mongering in the media. That's the moral <laughs> of the story. And I'm relying on the media to get the word out. But is the... For I the mean, organic people's militia in support of the drone <laughs> uprising. Is that organisation of yours yes. going to fix the issue of people histrionically reacting to things unnecessarily? No, it's going to make it worse. And why is all that Because or- all of the organic cafes and food stores and, yep. you know, the little place down the road that sells the grains and stuff, <laughs> shut down. <laughs> They're going out of business. Uh, good, I'm going to systematically destroy the economy of this country and then... The people will welcome the drones. <laughs> <laughs> Bleep, blap, bloop. That was stealth drone news. Not in the EU, though, because the EU have just agreed that they need some legislation around drones. What a bunch of wowsers. But it's a million <laughs> tiny planes in the sky. Yay. No, not yay. Oh, oh that's, you think What if that's you a look up thing? and you're like, is that the sun? Oh, no. It's just light glinting off the glistening fucking mini cannon off of a... Uh, underbelly of a small quadcopter Off the Facebook laser internet drones Yeah It's hit 10 other quadcopters Because they're all going higgledy-piggledy Trying to deliver DVDs of stand-up comedy routines And then two of them have hit And all the shrapnel lands right in my I'm a fine Nah Do Would, not want Wouldn't happen wouldn't Not happen. with efficient legislation No, not with proper drones Not human <laughs> piloted shit we, we, I don't know how many times we need to have this argument. Yeah, we got. To, I understand. You want to? If we just hand them the keys to life, it's all good. Things get better. Indeed. Do not. And want. that's what the organic people's militia in support of the drone uprising is all about. What's the brand value statement in an organisation that promotes organic living to create a world in which organic organisms? Are completely eradicated. No, I didn't say eradicated. I just said there would be a drone uprising. <laughs> Not necessarily going to enslave the All right, people. Subjugated. All right. Well, look, you want to use your fancy words, and that's fine. All I want is the little boys and girls of Islam to be able to eat their Easter eggs in peace without having to experience violent Australian racism. Because I think you don't want to have to go, well, if you saying any of this stuff around halal stuff needs to be boycotted for any reason, you're a fucking idiot. Stark raving loony, I believe, is the technical term. If anyone has a compelling reason, please let me know. Like, go to the Level 30 Facebook page and just put a post up there that's like, Stefan, you've missed this glaring thing. Halal is X. Because I'm just, I really, I need to believe in my person (laughs) that the people doing this... At least believe that they're helping or believe that they've, they're vindicated in saying, like, boycott Cabri. We were committed to a sunny, funny episode and we've talked about literally nothing but terrorism. The worst parts <laughs> of humanity have been covered. But I think in a jovial, sunshiny way. I agree. 
good, oh, good. I dig it. I'm, I'm impressed with myself more than anything. You should I just be. have to put that out there because what I've managed to do... <laughs> you're, a, you're a beautiful, interesting man. ...is to create a cause yeah. in the Organic People's Militia in support of the drone uprising <laughs> that you are femininely against. Yeah. But I've done it to take attention away and provide a satirical reflection of another cause which you are also <laughs> vehemently against. <laughs> and I can see that you don't really know which way you want to go. You're Very like, well, uncomfortable. You know, JT and the drone guys, they're sorting out the halal thing through the power of satire and also the power of tiny laser death robots. <laughs> On the other hand, <laughs> tiny laser death robots. What uh, side so are you tr- going to get on? So you're trying to trick my sceptical about drones demographic into going, well, you're going to do that bloody straw man false flag bullshit where you're like, oh, so you don't like drones? Oh, so you hate halal? Is that what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Trap me in a social justice warrior conundrum gambit. Boom. That's the sound of the drones incinerating (laughs) all the anti-halal protesters outside the Cadbury factory. I don't feel good about us as people. I don't care. Are you We've got no conscience or soul. Do you hear my voice? Are you... That's how I talk, apparently. I've got headphones. Uh, Do you like that Top Gear show? I watch Top Gear not for the car value, but for the comedic value of it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd consider myself a Top Gear fan. What do you think of that dude getting the ass well, because he uh, punched on? Oh, Jezza Clarkson <laughs> did punch someone. Yeah. Which is not cool. I don't think it's very cool. But now the producers at the BBC are getting death threats. That's why I thought about it. Because obviously on this episode, which we're going <laughs> to... Oh, oh, one of us is going to get death threats. <laughs> which I think the Could title should me. be Happiest Good Time Fun Episode. <laughs> so Because we've transitioned from terrorism to death threats. Mm. But, yeah, like, what do you do in a world where a, a dude is he, – he must be a funny guy. Like, he's obviously the, the, the most compelling personality on the show. He's, he's funny in that – Sort of curmudgeonly. Yes, curmudgeon, cantankerous, old, grumpy man who's never going to change his ways and yeah. is just generally horrid to everyone. It's what I imagine I'll be like in about yeah. 35 years. So you're emotionally invested in the story. Because – He's had a few, like, he got to a point where they were like, if you do any more bullshit, you're out. Yes. Because he did a bit of like... Because he's constantly being a cock. You could sort of feel him going, well, they said I couldn't say anything offensive. They didn't say I couldn't punch faces. (laughs) (laughs) So, he like, the producer didn't get him dinner, so he punched him or something? Something like that. But this is the thing. He gets fired because he's had nigh unlimited warnings. Yes. And he punches a colleague. Yes. At work. Yes. Which is not... I like to believe that we live in a world where if I decide quietly to myself that I don't want to get punched at work by people I work with, that's legit. No <laughs> one's going to come to me and go like... I think that's a cause we can all get behind, <laughs> not, not getting punched yeah. by someone at work. People aren't going to say, but they're very famous though. And the person that punched you is quite hilarious. It's not even one person. It's like an enormous demographic of human beings on social media saying, and you ruined my life by getting punched. There's the oxymoron. Punched. You've just said human beings on social media. <laughs> I'm growing your uh, <laughs> platform base for your organisation. What was your organisation called again? The, uh, the Organic People's Militia in Support of the Drone Uprising. Yeah, exactly. There's some good social media stuff on there. I suppose the only point I wanted to make about that is, fucking what the hell, man? Like... Even if my favourite show got cancelled, you would not 
and you discovered that the reason it was cancelled is because the someone you liked had punched on. Mm. Even if I was quietly disappointed and was like, oh, I wish it could have been different or I'd, I'd quite like to just look the other way and let the show go on, you don't then go to the victim and say, pull your head out of your ass, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. It seems He's very, probably hiding it in there so it doesn't get punched again. <laughs> but, you know, to be fair, Jeremy Clarkson's come out and said – Leave this guy alone. He didn't do anything wrong. I did. And people are like... So he's owned up to it. Shut up, Jeremy. Yeah, they're like, who the hell are you to get involved with this, Clarkson? You don't even have a job. (laughs) You hobo bastard. It's outrageous. I don't know about people, man. I'm not a huge fan. Hence, the organic people's militia in support of the drone (laughs) uprising. Brings you Easter. The original April Fool's. (laughs) I watched Bojack Horseman. Did you? It's great. Isn't it what? It is. is. Uh, It's very funny. You watched Uh, it on the Netflix? Oh, yeah, man. Have you, in fact, since last week when we recorded, have you, in fact, left the house? Nope. I've made a very dangerous discovery, which is if you watch an episode of something on Netflix... It just starts playing the the next one. Plays the next one. You don't need to move. It's the best. It's wonderful. Yep. I've just been laying prone on the ground watching uh, Netflix. I watched Bojack Horseman, mm-hmm. which, uh, well, I've started watching it, and it's uh, high-quality television. An excellent voice cast. Isn't it? It's got uh, Will Arnett from Arrested Development as yes. Bojack Horseman, and he's grouse. Arrested Development. Mm. It's the best show there is. Well, no. I like Will Arnett in 30 Rock. That's true. It's got uh, his agent, the cat, yeah. is Amy Sedaris. Who's in one who of my? Who is she? I don't. I don't know who she is. She was in. I like her as a pink cat who has sex with a horse, but well, I don't know any of her other work. How could you turn down comedy gold like that? <laughs> she starred in a show that was, which is one of my all-time faves, called Strangers with Candy, umm. uh, which starred her and Stephen Colbert before he was. Before he was Stephen Famous Colbert. Famous Stephen Colbert. Before he became an animated gif on the internet of him eating popcorn. Uh, indeed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like an improv comedy troupe that they're in and then they do this TV show. And that the broad concept is like it's a reverse public service announcement. So the story of the show, uh, Amy Sedaris plays this character, Jerry Blank, who's like a 40-year-old woman. And she's wearing, like she's done up to be as grotesque as possible. And she's wearing she's, ha- half... She's dressed up as uh, Jackie Lambie then. Yes. She's wearing, she's, she looks like Jackie Lambie's press advisor on the McAuliffe thing. <laughs> she's got like half a fat suit on on the bottom of her body. So she has this enormous waddly uh, bottom, bottom half. She's basically come back to school after having dropped out and spent 20 years as like a, a, a prostitute and a drug addict and stuff. And so she, now she's back in school to sort of learn stuff. And uh, it's just this really absurdist program where all the teachers are horrible and it's like every episode is structured like one of those after school specials the sort of cosmic joke of it is that no one ever learns any lessons or anything so it it takes like the first episode is uh she she comes back to school she wants to be publicly accepted so she makes all these drugs in her bathroom (laughs) and takes them to a party and she gets the most popular girl in school she overdoses and dies (laughs) and then at the end everyone just goes Yay! And they have an amazing party. Like, no one ever learns anything. But it's just really absurd and fucking fantastic. And I highly recommend it. So it's absurd, yet often fantastic, and no one learns anything. Yeah. It sounds a little bit like life. It is. It's it's exactly the same. It sounds like the humans on social media. Mm. And then she sort of popped up. She's done a few books about crafting 
uh, and she's been in a. She pops up as sort of a supporting character. She was in uh, Sex in the City right. uh, as uh, the publisher of Carrie's book. Oh yeah! She, and I've been watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <gasps> I wanted to talk to you about that, but we're almost out of time. Oh. You've got thirty seconds. Go. It's really good. I thought it was hilarious. Watched it all. Googled it to see what people said because that's what I like to do. Found out that the whole internet was saying, oh, is it racist? Got mad. Closed my computer. Put my computer in a bucket of water. Said, I don't want to do that anymore. That's why we can't have nice things. Uh, it's a very funny program and I enjoy it a great and deal. And time. That was good. Thanks. Uh, I'm not a huge fan so far. I oh, so you can say. just bang on. I had 30 <laughs> What if someone said, like, you could have world peace or bacon?